the negative feedback was so harmful. And some of these people were hairdressers and some of them were just civilians, not civilians, but like regular people. Civilians. Yeah, that were just like watching it and were so angry by what she was charging. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. Hey, everyone. Have you heard of card shears? As a cutting specialist, they're now the only shears that I use. Their patent-pending zero-gravity tension system makes cutting easy and effortless. Card slide technology creates zero drag in the hair, which makes my job 100 times easier. Card has shears for wet and dry cutting and shears for all of our lovely lefties. Besides making amazing shears, they provide their clients with supreme white glove service for shear maintenance and repair. Tap the link in our episode description to unlock a permanent 20% off all of your Karg Shear purchases. Let's face it, one of the most ignored aspects of our industry is business insurance. Which is why we have teamed up with Guild, G-I-L-D. Whether you're looking to open a salon and need property insurance, or you're starting your own LLC, Guild Insurance offers fully customized solutions. Guild is shifting the insurance space by offering new methods to keep your business respected and protected. With Guild Insurance, you can salon differently while you embrace new and improved business practices. To learn more about business insurance for creatives, visit yourguild.com DTH. Raise your hand if you have felt personally victimized by ripping box tags and saving them in a container only to have to count them at the end of your day or on your day off to put together a color order that comes up short. We all have, which is why Salon Scale has made this easy. The Salon Scale app will keep track of all of our color used down to the drop and give you a suggested color order list. No more under ordering, no more over ordering. Head to salonscale.com slash DTH to see why thousands have joined the Salon Scale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. David, what? <laughs> have you ever gotten a bad review before? Actually, I've never gotten a bad review. However, <laughs> you're so lucky. <laughs> Our podcast has gotten bad reviews. Want me to read some? Sure. Okay. So before we before I read this, and I gotta pull it up. I used to like fantasize about being that Yelp person. Like when Yelp first came out, I was like, I'm gonna go to every place and review it. Yeah. Like that was gonna be my life, my life's work. And it didn't last very long. But I will when the white Karen in me comes out, Yelp is the first place that I go to. I think it's everyone's first place. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna. Well, because we've created Yelp. a culture that if we complain, we can get justice and what we want, but justice isn't always the right answer. Right. Justice, the punishment for justice is justice, mm-hmm. as I've learned. I remember I went to this restaurant one time and I had gone there three times in a row. I really, and it's a place in New York that I take like friends and they come to visit. I don't go often. The last three times I tried to go, they we couldn't get in. And it wasn't because the line was long. It was one of those things where, like, you walked in and there was no one sitting down. They're like, we're booked. Mm-hmm. And then it started to just feel personal. So then I <laughs> took, to the, took to the reviews and I wrote this huge review. And I will just admit, most of my review was not true. Mm-hmm. It was an emotion. The emotional part was true. But I was, That's like, most rejecting, reviews. like, so much garbage. And so I know when I read reviews that, it's a lot of projecting your own stuff. Absolutely. So we have a one-star review. Um, Just one. That's not bad. No, we have a few, but one that left a comment. Mm. Which is funny because if you listen to our podcast and you give us one star, like, oh my God, you're, you're really just mad at us. It's yeah, not, it's not that you didn't too. like it. So um, this, you can actually see it on our reviews. 
this podcast does not show good morals or values. Mm. And if you— um, Hold on, there's more. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Watching the way your social media pages ask for feedback and opinions and then censor voices that don't agree with your own, that just, just is spelled wrong. That just does, that just does not write, mm. is what was said. I would not recommend. A couple things here. Yeah. Um, I know who this person was. They're entitled to their opinion. Well, this person it. was mad because she compared having to wear a mask to the Holocaust. Oh. And we don't believe in removing comments, but when it becomes abusive. racial or abusive, we do remove them. Absolutely. When it's when it's going to hurt anyone outside of us, right. it needs to be removed. So We can take it. That's why this person's comments were removed because she was, I think the question on the post was like, Matt, like, are we essential? I think, or something like, mm. was asking that question. This is a long time ago. And there's no problem with people saying yes or no to that answer, or we should wear masks or we shouldn't. That was, that, there was no problem with that. There's many people that were voicing their opinions. But to compare something to the Holocaust, we were just like. Absolutely not. Yeah. I actually think it's good to have reviews because I think that makes your, like, bad and good. Yeah. When you have all good reviews, I question it. Well, what's funny is like when I look at our reviews in our podcast, it's all five-star reviews. And then this one. Yeah. If I was looking at someone else's podcast, I would look at the one that was a one-star review and be like, oh, this person's just mad about something. Yeah. Like it's very clear when you, ha- when you have a business. I think we do that with all businesses. We look and we're like, oh, this person had a bad experience. Which also, I think people forget we, have, we are all human. We have yeah, human experiences. Have a bad experience. We have emotional experiences. And sometimes the best businesses fuck up. <laughs> So many of our, and that's okay too. Well, so many of our students are like, "I got a bad review. What do I do?" I'm like, "You do nothing." If you had all bad reviews and no good reviews, then I would be like, "Okay, let's wait. Something's up." I actually haven't really met anyone that's had all bad reviews, or they'll have one person on the team, or one, you know, person in the business, depending if it's outside of a salon. Had like, yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah. If so and so, this so and so, this if Susan keeps fucking up hair. Yeah, then we're like, okay, is it the business's problem or are we just not going to go to Susan? Right. Like, that's the that's the. Idea. Or do we need to fire Susan? Exactly. Like, John <laughs> sucks. Like, let's not – John has 20 bad reviews. Everyone else has thriving ones. So when – you know, think about how you look at reviews and remember that consciousness going into getting your own criticism. Is that one review going to take down your business? No. No. <laughs> but also – In fact, it might strengthen the – the way that your business looks. The other, th- I don't even want to go into this yet. I want to talk about the power of responding to reviews and how that what that looks like. But if a review is about hair, like they fucked up my hair, mm-hmm. I'm more apt to listen to it than if someone said I had a bad experience. Yeah, that no one was there to do this or this didn't like. Well, the experience is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> yeah, right? so it's like, kind of like. Okay, you had a bad experience, but like, whatever. But like, if someone's like, they fucked up my hair and then God forbid they post pictures, I'm I'm more apt to listen to yeah. like, okay. But I'm also looking at that as a consumer saying, I'm not going to go to that person. Or, you know, I don't know, maybe it's because we're millennials. Like, bad yeah. reviews don't have a, a strong hold on yeah, what I do. Yeah, versus the different generations. I, I love that you said that because experience on a roller coaster could be thrilling or terrifying. If you put me and sit on a roller coaster... <laughs> Different reviews. Yeah, different reviews. Worst experience of life, <laughs> you know, elevating. I would have been changing. like, this was horrible. I thought I was going to die. And Sid would be like, that was the most fun. I'm going on it again. Yeah. So, I yeah, experience. Especially the way businesses start to shift. Some people might have, oh, they're impossible to book with because they everything's <laughs> online. 
you know? And then some people are like, I love that I didn't have to call anybody and be, I was able to book from my phone. So we have to, to put so much weight on these reviews, it's like almost like self-sabotage, right? Like we're creating an environment where we, we are causing harm to ourselves and making changes based off of what we think people want versus what we know we're sure in within our business. Right. I think it's okay to, when I see a three or four star review, I'm like, oh, this is real. This is a real business. Yeah. When everything's five stars, like you said early on, yeah. I'm like, it's got to be that middle sweet spot. Something's wrong. And if something's one star, again, because we live, you live in a, you live in Chicago, I live in New York. I think when you look at reviews for like a Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. they're all bad. Yeah. But it's like, I'm still going to order from that restaurant. Absolutely. Because it's close. Yeah. So, and it's delicious. Exactly. Well, even fast food restaurants. like every, Oh, yeah. McDonald's doesn't have like exactly. five-star reviews. Even, you know, I would say it's, I would say the ones with the most bad review, like that you'll get, are those high-end restaurants because someone comes in with the expectation of having something for the value of money that they're spending and then— It also doesn't take much to fuck up someone's experience, especially at a higher-end. What if you're having a bad day? You can't hide that always. What if— you know what I mean? Your boss just ripped you a new asshole and now you're going out to give the best experience of someone's life for the money they're spending. It's not always possible. That's a whole nother podcast on toxic work environments. I just got a new customized booking website. That's genius. Yeah, Gloss Genius. Gloss Genius has one of the lowest processing fees in the industry at 2.6% with no hidden fees and free same-day deposits. DTH listeners get their first month free on us, as well as your very own stunning credit card reader, an $80 value. To sign up, visit dth.glossgenius.com. I think you should respond to every review, and I think you should respond. I have a trick to to respond to reviews. Tip number one (laughs) would be that your response is three sentences or less. Mm -hmm. Short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. Number two, that you take full responsibility and invite the person back in. Mm -hmm. Even if you're like, I don't want them to come back, invite them back in. They're not coming back. Mm -hmm. But you have to send the message that you, as a business owner, are correcting the mistake. Mm -hmm. Whether they take you up on it or not is not the point. And number three is that you you thank them for your their business or you offer them a refund or whatever it is that they're looking for. Like, you know, hey Susan. We're, we just read your review. We see you had a bad experience. We'd like to re- offer you a full refund and let you know that our doors are always open to you. Like that should be, like you should just take that, copy paste that, mm-hmm. change the name, put it in. But it's not about, I see so many people are like, um, actually what happened was you did this. And it, like it becomes like this battle. Yeah. As a business owner, just take responsibility, offer the solution, and keep the door open. What happens if it's a situation where it was extremely toxic or abusive or harmful from client to staff, and then they still leave a bad result? Uh, You are allowed to say, you know, instead of when you, let's say something was really abusive. One, you could report it to Google. Or racist or homophobic or. You can report it to Google or Yelp or they, unless it's racist or homophobic or insensitive on the post, they mostly can't do anything. Mm-hmm. However, if you can show proof with that person's name, they'll be like, send us file, screenshot. They're all Some people have it. sent in camera recordings. Right. And they'll remove it. Um, if they don't remove it, you're more than welcome to respond. Um, just wanted to respond to this uh, review and let the readers know. You're talking to the reviewers, mm-hmm. like people that are reading it. Um, the, unfortunately, this person did A, B, and C. And, you know, unfortunately, this person 
used homophobic slurs. And is no longer welcome. And is no longer welcome. So now you're like, you're not talking to the person that left the review. You're talking to people that are reading. Mm -hmm. And the person reading is going to go, like, because it was short, sweet, to the point, and simple, they're going to be like, And non-emotional. Non-emotional. They're going to look at the business in a much better way. So sometimes those bad reviews, when you respond to them properly, they highlight how good you are as a business. And are such a great opportunity to be able to show that. Because some people are just assholes, and some people are looking for to take advantage and abuse systems. It happens everywhere, but it happens. I think one of the things you have to be really careful of is, I think what reviews help in the industry is that you have to be careful how you treat clients, how you talk to them. Like, we should have always been like that. Yeah. But we're more like that now because of the reviews. But offering discounts and trying to make people happy and just to get a good review, none of that's, don't do that. Yeah. Do treat people with kindness and respect. Implement your boundaries. Hold people accountable. Hold people accountable. And by the way, the customer is not always right. In fact, in our industry, 99% of the time, they're wrong. If someone says, I had the worst experience and they're looking for a discount, I would also say to them, okay, I'm going to refund you, but I don't think that the, this, isn't that the space. Fit, this isn't the space anymore. I don't think that any of our stylists are meeting your needs. And, you know, I can make a recommendation to a local salon if you'd like, you know? Yeah. In fact, just skip the question and go, here's a recommendation. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I think, Why do you keep coming back if yeah, you're not happy? I think. Because the, abu- they can abuse you. I think the trap is asking questions like, well, what do you want us to do? Don't ask that question. Mm-hmm. You know what they want you to do. Here's the solution. They want their money back. And then you're going to give them even more. I'm going to give you your money back. And these are the three spaces I recommend that you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. I don't owe you any more than that. I think, too, if we're kind of going further in reviews, there's, like, the Facebook groups yeah. that, like, come together to talk shit about businesses or whatever. My biggest advice is let those groups just self-implode. Yeah, because it will happen. If you're part of a group that you talk negatively about other people— First off, what's that say about you? That's on you. <laughs> That's between you and God. Uh-huh. That has nothing to do with the business or anything like that. But I do, I get I get messages from students that are like, I just found out that this mommy group in my area is talking about my salon and they're talking shit. And it's so unfortunate. It's like, how, is that what groups have turned into? Like, yeah. They're not thriving. It's just follow the leader. Yeah. Like, don't and no worry. one wants to stand against the person that's complaining. So they, they go, oh, well, we'll ban this. And that's a lot of where... A lot of the toxicity in social media culture has been created through, I'm afraid to stand up for what I believe in or what I want to say and have my own opinion. So, you know, and I think that that kind of ties into comments, right? Like like you said, we don't delete negative comments unless it's harmful to our viewers uh, or to a community. And we let them stay there because that's the whole right of social media is to be able to say what you think and be able to comment yeah, freely. It is protected by the First Amendment. Exactly. And so if they want to say something negative or they don't agree with us, that's their right to say it. And I'm not going to defend it. If they want to have a conversation with some people, sleep like go into our DMs. And we have really awesome conversations in there. And some people are like, well, why don't you bring them out into the world? Not everybody is open for that yeah, conversation. Sometimes people it. just want to fight. And we have asked people, hey, can we share this conversation through our stories? And we do, and it's been wonderful. Or sometimes we also have people say, I wanted to share this in private. Yeah. And so we can't have that conversation. And it's also turned into, hey, do you want to go live one day? Or do you want to come on our clubhouse? Because this is such a great conversation, even though we are disagreeing, to be able to have an open conversation. And that's something that's really lacking in our industry right now, is being able to communicate and disagree. 
I will not have a conversation with someone who just wants to fight. Yeah. I won't do it. Especially through social media. There's yeah. no contact. You can't hear in, in emotion. You can't, there, you don't know the tone. You don't know what someone's intention is. Um, a lot of people will email just to be able to blast something on social to be like, look, I started a fight or look what I'm doing. And so, Oh, we get that all the time. Yeah. How is that proactive? But, you know, we have options of like, let's talk. Let's let's have a conversation. Let's go live. Let's agree to disagree. Let's hear each other out and and let the people that are our audience decide which ones that they find to be valuable to them. Because I think there's so many different forms of education and so many different ways of doing salon business that, again, back to we talk about all the time, the gray area, that nothing is really truly right or wrong. It just is. And how can we how can we do that? You know? Obviously there is wrong, there is right, but right. There's different ways to do business. I think when the best defense against bad reviews is stockpiling your good ones. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have bad reviews. It's just about thinking about who posts more. People that want to do a bad review, those people post more than good reviews. So one of the things that we recommend, because we do believe in going gratuity-free, that by going gratuity-free, if someone says, well, I still want to tip you or, you know, whatever it is, Say it, instead of tipping me, what's more valuable than twenty, thirty, forty, a hundred dollars? More money off a good review is if you ask them. Instead of doing that, I'd, I'd prefer that you leave me a review on Google or Yelp, and they'll be more apt to do it because or repost me in your stories. Yeah, they'll be more apt to do it because they already want to tip you by you not accepting gratuity. You've enhanced your relationship with respect and boundaries. And now they're like, oh, I do, I can do this other thing that's beneficial to them. And that review is more beneficial long term than the extra cash they're about to hand you. Mm-hmm. So, one of the best ways to guard against bad reviews is having four or five star reviews, having more of them. Now, again, like you said earlier, if you have more bad reviews than good, we have a different. Pro- there's probably a different, it's a symptom mm-hmm. of a problem in the business. Or if it's repetitive, we're seeing the same things, like yeah. the same thing is about customer service, customer service, customer service. You as a business owner have to be like, all right, I need to take this criticism and create a change. Or create I think also look at the date. Yeah. How far away, how far apart. Yeah. Cause like if it's two years ago, cause especially like on Yelp, they don't sometimes like they stay. Yeah. Well, they sometimes put the review at the top that's from like two years ago and it's like, wait a minute, like a lot changes in two years. Yeah. A lot changes in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So if that business made changes, it's kind of in two years, which I'm sure they did, you have to give them a chance. So always look at the dates and make sure that in any way possible, you can look at them in chronological order. I'm not sure if you can set that up yourself, but I know that in certain apps, it's like the one that had the most comments goes to the mm-hmm. the top. So make sure that you're looking at the dates. Make sure that you're stockpiling your good reviews. But I, if you know if you're got, if you're not doing gratuity and they want to give you gratuity, best thing to do is ask for a five star review or four star review. And we always ask people, even when it comes to our podcast, like rate appropriately and review appropriately. Yeah. Like don't. It's not. <laughs> I always think when I'm in an Uber, they're like five stars, and I'm like, they they say five stars to me, like that means give them five stars mm-hmm. too. Like it's a. Like we're bartering. Yeah. I'll give like, you five stars. If you I'm, can. I'm like, well, I'm going to give you as many stars as I, most of the time it's five stars. Yeah. But like if it was bad and I'm like, I'm not going to give you five stars. Like you nearly got us in three car accidents. <laughs> like that's not five stars. <laughs> I'm not going to leave a review, but like it wasn't five <laughs> stars. So ask your clients to give you real and honest feedback. If mm-hmm. it's four stars and it was, it was just okay. That's cool that's too. That's great. Yeah. 
I love that. I love that advice. And I, I think even looking at social media, weighing your options of like, okay, there's three bad comments of someone disagreeing. And then oh, I do this all. 150 call, good comments. I'll call Sid and be like, it'll be like one bad comment. Um, it's like, but we have 2,000 likes and like 50 good comments. But it's like my brain, I get caught up in the bad comments. Yeah. I mean, it's a natural human. You know, we all want to be liked. We all want to be like I'm heard. To, you know, like I think. A lot of times the bad reviews happen fr- or the bad comments come from someone not truly reading the context of the post in the caption. Like people don't read captions anymore. They'll so read. we'll have a very aggressive posts, which are to grab the viewer and then explanation within the caption. And people comment based on what they saw in the post versus- Well, people comment based on how they feel. Which is fine. But that, and then the other part of our audience is like, I don't think that's what they said. (laughs) Or, you know, we have people that even aren't students are being like, did you read the post? Because that's not what they actually said. (laughs) And I feel so bad for this person that's coming from a place of true anger and true destruction. And it makes me ask myself, What's happening in their life? Like, this is beyond a social post. This is beyond anything we said. There, something in their life is, is happening that's so raw and real that this is the only expression and safe space to let that out. Safe in the sense of they don't have to deal with it's not, saying to someone's face. Yeah, there's no confrontation. Really. Exactly. And that's where a lot of people, you know, we call them the keyboard warriors. They would never say these things to your face. Yeah. They're real woke on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. But when the roles switch and it happens to them, it's just. That's what's funny to me is like all the people that leave bad reviews, God forbid they get one. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's just. If you did listen to last year, we did talk about this, of how horrible this can be and how it can be harmful to your business to have this environment. Let us introduce you to one of our favorite product companies, Reverie. Reverie is hair care for all humans, no matter your hair type. Their clean and innovative formulas nurture the integrity of your hair for unrivaled results. Reverie is made intentionally in California, paying attention to detail at every stage of the process. Their mindfully sourced vegan ingredients and environmentally friendly packaging showcases their commitment to creating alchemy in a bottle. Reverie was created in 2011 by Garrett Markinson and continues to be a family-owned and operated business to this day. Tap the link in the episode description to get connected with our friends over at Reverie. I think when it comes to reviews, I, I, you talk about this sometimes. Like, you don't have to have, you don't have to allow your business to actually be on Google. Yeah. Um, you don't have to allow your business to, like, obviously, Google has made it where you want your business to be listed on Google. But if you don't care, you can remove the listing and it also removes reviews with it. There's, there's ways that you can, that you can work on that. Yeah. But well, Google has just made it that, so you the want. Do you want a client that is saying, hairdresser in five miles, you know, because I just need a haircut? Do you want that client who just needs a haircut real quick, real fast, real reactive? Or do I want a client that— I don't think I've ever Googled no, hairdresser some in people five do. miles. Um, and, or do you want a client that has engaged within your social platforms, maybe has met people that have gotten their hair done by you— and it is coming to you because they could not after hearing such great responses and experiences. I personally want the other one that has created rapport, has followed me, who knows me, who gets to meet me, who wants to be in my chair, who wants to pay my price versus someone that's just like looking for a quick fix. What about the hairdressers? This happens a lot where hairdressers on social media will say something 
And then people, because they're other hairdressers that are mad about what that person said, will now go and sabotage their reviews, like make fake reviews. This is a big thing. It has like happened, um, even clients, and it happened to one of our coaches, Frankie, who mm-hmm. goes on Instagram as I fucking love your hair. She posted <laughs> a TikTok last year that basically said it would sh- it would show her colors and how much it cost, and that yeah. was it. It was like show a color client. with a price, color. With the price, color of the price, it blew up so quickly that it blew up on TikTok. It blew up on TikTok, which then she went from like I think like two thousand followers to like eleven thousand followers within like a month on both platforms, which was a great thing. She had a lot of positive feedback, but the negative feedback was so harmful. And some of these people were hairdressers, and some of them were just civilians—not civilians, but like regular people. That, civilians, yeah, that were just like watching it and were so angry. By what she was charging, that they mind you, these clients were they had brown hair, and then they all of a sudden had neon pink and green hair, mm-hmm. and so then she would post this. They were huge transformations, yeah, like eight hour transformations. And so, so she would say, eight, she'd be like eight hours, eight hundred dollars, mm-hmm. whatever her price was. People, they called and booked faked appointments. They left bad reviews. They left negative comments. Every they would harass mail. her, DM. Yeah, and it's out there and it's happening. And these are hairdressers more than likely. That was the sad part is that that it was our own community. Trying to sabotage someone's career. It was so insane to me. We've even had students say, since I've started with Stray the Hairdresser, um, I'm getting phone calls and voicemails from people telling me to stop, like, stop what I'm doing. Stop showing off on social media. That was it. Like, who do you think you are to show off on social media? These are not bad reviews. This is when bad reviews turn into like abusive mm-hmm. this is abusive this yeah. is abusive it's scary it's manipulative it's intimidating and I think the sad part is that it's coming from our own community yeah when we're all here to elevate each other and help each other not everybody obviously but that's what we should be doing yeah it's just funny like how you and I community get a- means right like you know well, like you and I communities. get so much shit from people. It's like you're telling people to charge this. And it's like, yeah, we're trying. We're telling people to charge more money, make more money. Like, what? What? By the you way, what more industry is not telling you to make more money? Yeah, pick a different industry. They're, you know, every even as a server in a restaurant, they're like, you got to take more tables. You got to make more money. <laughs> Everyone's doing this. Upsell, upsell, upsell. That's yeah. the funny thing is we're already doing this. We're simplifying it. We're saying don't upsell, just charge. Just charge your worth. Charge what it costs for the value that you're offering and simplify it. We're simplifying things, but we're already doing this in industry. We're upcharging. We're already charging for long hair services, which could be discriminatory. We are, you know, charging for gender. We're already doing these really toxic things. Like, we're just saying switch it up. It's just a different way to do it. You and I should go into salons and get haircut services as male and female. Mm Mm-hmm. And see what the different experience. Same stylist. What's the experience? What's the price? Really interesting. That could be a whole show. Netflix, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Pitch it. But that's, I mean, but it's true. Like, that's that's the thing that people don't think of. Of Like, there's so many factors, right? And you and I have had coaches for over 10 years. And I say this all the time. We invested in that as young, invested in time not necessarily money, um, to have this emotional intelligence training. So it's like— Oh, no, we invested money. Well, that too, yeah. But I'm saying like— <laughs> Lots and lots of it. But come—like, people are like, how can you handle those things? And it's like, some days you can't, but 
I, I see the bigger picture to what it is, and I'm not going to let it um, take down everything that I've worked so hard to build. And that's it. Yeah, with, with bad reviews, keep it simple. Keep your responses simple. Don't try to get all five-star reviews. It's okay to have one in there. Respond to every review, good and bad. Even the good responses, three sentences or less. Bad responses, three sentences or less. Keep the door open. Take responsibility. Offer money back. Whatever the hell they want. And then just be done. And let those reviews highlight the fact that your business is real. And remember, you can ask someone not to come back. Yeah. But I wouldn't be crazy. Like, I wouldn't be like, don't come back. Yeah. Don't come from their emotional level. (laughs) Yeah. You're horrible. Stay out. (laughs) We should have done a whole list of reviews. I know. If you're listening to the podcast, send us your reviews. Send us your funniest reviews in our DMs. Yes, I would love to repost this episode. We could do a whole like... Read the review. Oh my God, that is so fun. I love it. All right, y'all. Have a good day. (laughs) Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. I think that's what people think about our company is like, our ideas are so radical. I'm like, we're just like... Uh, like time-based pricing at a salon not a new concept no. uh, hiring by recruiting not a new concept Mm-mm. working on being a better leader not a new like nothing that we're teaching is new so recruiting and doing it through social media this is not a new concept it's just that we're our industry's behind behind